when you really understand how to create boundaries that work for you and how to keep them effective, it's like the timeline might vary, but there really isn't anything that you can't do. I mean, (laughs) not to oversell it, but I really think that that's true. So let's talk about how to create effective boundaries in your career. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face, if you are working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first, if you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about, I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help early career women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving early career women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We teach you productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you to build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today by visiting kemidole.com backslash grant. After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation 
that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to up-level your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult today to get your career foundation score. Visit kemudole.com backslash grant to book your call. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I hope you all are doing well. Today, we are talking about how to create effective boundaries in your career. (sighs) Such a critical topic. Of course, I love this topic. I love all the topics I talk about. I love this topic because it underlies so much of the work that we're doing here, right? It, It underlies so much of being able to establish your own self-leadership, being able to move through academic medicine, being able to handle the racism, sexism, misogyny that is like in the waters that we swim in, all underneath all of that is boundaries. I mean, I think that if I think on what I teach and what I coach about, like with any given concept, like at least 50% of that any given concept is boundaries. And some of them is like 80%, all of it is boundaries. So I like this topic because I feel like it's uniting it's one of those things that once you understand really can like unite underneath almost all of the other tools and strategies that we might be able to talk about. When you really understand how to create boundaries that work for you and how to keep them effective, it's like the timeline might vary, but there really isn't anything that you can't do. I mean, <laughs> not to oversell it, but I really think that that's true. So Let's talk about how to create effective boundaries in your career. So I think that at the root of transitioning out of trainee mindset is how we engage with boundaries. And I'm bringing it back to trainee mindset because actually recently I was reading letters of recommendation of trainees for people to get into programs. And it struck me so deeply how in so many ways being seen as, quote, an exceptional trainee overlapped so heavily with objectively poor boundaries. Like she's willing to work all hours of the day and night and never complain. She goes above and beyond what's required, making everyone around her shine, but stays humble. (laughs) She's unflappable in the face of strong personalities, but she's always calm and humble and working hard. And it just, it goes on and on. And first of all, I just want to be clear. I'm not judging this. Like I am sure, certain that things like this were written about me uh, when I was a trainee because like one, your girl was exceptional. Just saying. I was an exceptional trainee. And two, I can tell you, I had absolutely zero boundaries. Like many of you, I conflated not having boundaries with being a hard worker and someone dedicated to my goals. And That's how I operated and that's how it worked. And I'm not really here to judge pro con. I'm just here to say that being aware of this is important because the problem is that boundaries are a critical requirement of a successful, sustainable, and nourishing academic career. Like you cannot have that combination successful, sustainable, nourishing without boundaries, period. And that means especially those of us coming out, exceptional, right? That means that we have work to do. And this work, this work of creating effective boundaries 
in your career is aided greatly by being aware and accepting of the fact that based on our training, you are probably terrible at this, especially if you were a rock star, right? Coming into your faculty position. So I just, I want us to move with humility and I want us to understand that boundaries in many ways for many of us are a muscle that we have to rebuild with deliberate practice. And so what I want to offer to you is a starting point, you know, like a recipe of sorts for doing that rebuilding work. And that recipe has three steps. Your girl loves a numbered list. (laughs) Okay. So boundary recipe, ingredients. Step one is to understand what boundaries actually are. Okay. They're not just words, right? Boundaries are about power. And what we tend to do is we focus a lot on the power others have, and we use that as evidence that boundaries are not possible. So we think about the power a supervisor has. We think about the power a colleague has. Um, We think about sometimes some of us, the power patients have. Like we think about that power and we, we just assume that it's not really possible to have boundaries in a way that we want. And And when we do that, we really miss the truth because boundaries are about power, but they're about our power. Boundaries are about your power. Boundaries are an external expression of your internal value of yourself, your contributions, and your future potential. I am just going to say that again. Boundaries are an external expression of your internal value of yourself, your contributions, and your future potential. And when one, two, or all three of these are tied up in your institutional circumstance or and or other people's opinions, you're going to struggle very mightily with boundaries. Why? So we struggle with boundaries when we can't clearly define our value independent of any external institutional circumstance. We struggle with boundaries when we define our contributions against someone else's benchmarks instead of our own. We struggle with boundaries when we're disconnected from our true, fully realized potential. So why is this the case? Like, why why does that make us struggle with boundaries? Here's the thing, and I'm deliberately not talking about like a specific boundary here because here's the problem, no matter what it is, right? No matter what you said, I'm going to be leave by X time or I'm not going to pick up the phone before Y, like whatever it is, anytime you meet resistance about that boundary, which will happen, that is literally the definition of having a boundary. If you have a boundary and it's never tested and it's like nothing ever happens with it, I'm not really sure about that boundary, okay? Because by definition, you're like, establishing some like some break, some wall, some distance between you and something else. But anyway, anytime you meet resistance about your boundary, which will happen, and you're not fully connected with your value of yourself, your contributions, or your future potential, the boundary will disintegrate, right? Because when your boundary is tested, what that test feels like is a judgment on your value. 
when you don't have an internal concept of that, when it's externally based. When your boundary is tested, what that's going to feel like is a test or a question of the value of your work, of your contributions. If you don't have a good handle for yourself on what that value is, your boundary will crumble. If you're not clear on your future potential, if you don't see the value of you, not just now, but you in a week, in a month, in a year, if you can't clearly see that delineated out and know where you're going and understand where you're working, then testing against your boundary brings up questions of what your future is. Where are you going? Your boundary will disintegrate. The thing is like whatever arbitrary rule you set to have some sanity, aka a boundary, it has no chance against threatening how you value yourself, your work, and your future. None. And so understanding that boundaries are the external expression of those things can help you understand where you need to start in creating effective boundaries. All right, step two, create three-dimensional boundaries. All right, so you understand your value, you understand the contribution of your work, you understand your future potential, and you're like, yeah, check, 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 Kemi, let's go create some boundaries. Here's the issue, is oftentimes our first stab at creating boundaries is very reactionary. It's a reaction to exhaustion, resentment, and ultimately fear. Like it comes about not because we're rooted in our value and our contributions in our future. It comes about because we start to realize like we are not going to make it doing the status quo in academic medicine, especially not with our big goals. Like we start to understand slowly but surely, some of us quickly, that this is not sustainable. We feel the pain And the growing awareness that this is not sustainable and we panic and we throw up a boundary like I will not work nights and weekends just to stop the hemorrhage, right, of our energy and in many cases our morale. You know, I will only check email once a day. It's like we have to do something. We got to put up a boundary somehow. I get that. I did that. That is definitely how I began. But these are reactionary thin, two-dimensional boundaries. And they don't last. So for me personally, mine was like, at the beginning, it's like, okay, I'm only going to check email once a day. I'm just going to check email once a day. Like, don't come at me, da-da-da-da-da-da. And you know, it's like I couldn't do it. It didn't last. And the reason why it didn't last is because it didn't have any structure underneath Two-dimensional boundaries don't last. They fall apart because they have no structure underlying them. Boundaries are the tip or should be the tip of the iceberg of an underlying structure that addresses your needs while preserving your energy. When you have that structure in place, that provides you with strength and courage to enforce your boundaries even when others don't understand or they push back. And they will, especially if you're a black woman, (laughs) they will. So in my case, it's like, I think there's two different ways to think about it in terms of an internal boundary. Like I won't check email. I won't check email. Well, that wasn't really dealing with the need that I had, the need that I had about needing to be able to prioritize what I respond to and what I not, what I don't, the need to be able to 
understand what's going on and not feel like I'm missing things, the need to keep a handle, keep some kind of organization on my time and how my schedule looks and all those things, none of that is actually fixed by, I'm only gonna check my email once a day. Like the only thing that that fixes is I don't want to live in my email all day and constantly not get things done because I'm constantly checking email, right? But what about all the other needs that I have around email communication? How is that being met? That's not being met by just throwing up a quick, thin, two-dimensional boundary if I'm only gonna check once a day. So realizing and failing at that over and over, I realized, okay, I actually need a system. And there's a billion email management systems out there. You know, honestly, I'm like not that into anything too complicated. But what I started to understand is like, okay, I can actually have a process where I have a time that I check that's about organization and prioritization and a time that I check that is about reply, replying and composing. And when I am clear about the distinction between those two, and then I have them at the right intervals, on a given day, then I meet my needs. I meet my needs of prioritization. I meet my needs of being responsive. And I meet my needs of not wasting my time responding to stuff that I don't need to. The other thing that I realize is that what really helps me is that on several days a week, that's what it looks like. But the day a week that I have a lot of meetings, it's just like meeting, 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 a couple breaks in between. That day, I don't do any of that organized email checking. I just have my inbox open. I'm just in my inbox all day. As the meetings are going, I'm checking the email. And it's like, I finally actually, that was like my last iteration was realizing, oh, I need a pop-off valve. (laughs) Like this really works like three to five days a week. And so I need a pop-off valve of a day where it's just like the email's open and whatever, and you're gonna get quick responses. And it's almost like it was a release. So again, it moved for something very reactionary I'm only going to check email once a day. That's it. I'll figure it out to, okay, (laughs) what is the structure I have in place? And then what's the boundary that's going to help? So now the boundary is I check email twice a day and I respond when I can give it my best attention, which is literally on my email signature. That's what I'm talking about, boundary. And that boundary represents a structure underneath. So that's why I don't have to worry so much about violating myself, my own self violating that boundary. So that is one example of what I mean by a three-dimensional boundary. It has structure and it's addressing the needs. Another boundary that I set, another example was around kind of communication around the potential projects, potential collaborations, potential papers. So through a series of interesting interactions, I ended up deciding like, I'm not sending more than two emails before there's a conversation about what exactly, you know, we're doing. Like what exactly, what is exactly the plan? What is the co-author plan? What all those things. And I need to understand that information before moving forward and continuing to like give my intellectual energy and my emotional energy to a project, especially a new project. So that was the boundary, right? I'm not sending more than two emails, but that alone, two-dimensional. What does that even mean, right? So underneath that boundary is a structure of what I want to know and what I want to be very clear on. So at the end of two emails, I know what my answer is about whether I'm moving forward or not. So my structure has to do with, ah, somebody wrote, you know emails me about potential collaboration. I have an initial email back that asks about information that's really important for me to know the first round. A lot of that has to do with intention. A lot of that has to do with preparation. 
And then if we go past that level, the second go around, I have another very specific structure and components I wanna know the second time around, timeline, details, etc. So that once I know at the end of two emails, I have the information that I need to make the decision. And the boundary is that given the fact that I know that I've put thought into it and I'm a clear communicator, if I still don't have the information at the end of the two emails, I can keep moving. Because again, that's my boundary and that actually answers my question of what I need to know. So that is another example of a three-dimensional boundary. So it's the structure that helps you hold your own boundaries because your needs are being met in a more efficient and appealing way. So that's why you end up being able to hold that boundary and it ends up being effective is because it's working for you, right? But it's working for you not just because you have the rule in place, it's working for you because there's a structure underneath the rule that is literally serving your needs. So it's just so much more appealing for you to use the boundary than it would be for you to allow violation. And again, when you then get pushback, when you then get resistance, which will happen, it feels totally different. It's not that you don't get it. It's that you understand like, ah, okay, I see that you have feelings about this or whatever, but this works so well for me. Like it's not, I'm not deviating, right? So structure is what gives your boundaries strength. All right. Number three, the third ingredient, third step in moving to creating effective boundaries is community, building boundaries in community. You can learn so much with like-minded souls, especially around trading structure and strategy. It's like one of my favorite things to do around boundaries. I have to say that I think step one is a lot of individual vulnerable work. Like step one is you need to understand why you're here. You need to get into understanding like who you are and what you bring to the table independent of your institution and whatever around you. That is really internal work. It can't be that the way people react and what they do defines your worth, okay? Another podcast. Step two, the structure piece definitely should come from you, but it's so much more fun to do in community. So again, I love trading structure and strategy. You must adjust your ideas to align with your, adjust ideas to align with your own needs, but you don't, you you don't have to start from scratch. And so that's one thing that's great about community is you get ideas. Again, you still align them to your own needs, but it's nice to have the ideas. But then the second thing about community is that when your boundaries are tested, and they will be, there is no greater tool than community support to remind you about your value, to remind you about the structure you have and why it works for you. So the outcome of having successful, strong boundaries that are deeply rooted in owning your value, right? Like, so the thing about boundaries, this ties back into community. The thing about them is that when they're working, when they're effective, not just aspirational, is that the outcome is usually usually the absence of drama, right? It's like the absence of pain. It's a tool that prevents headaches. It prevents wasted effort. And a lot of times it prevents frustrating relationships. So effective boundaries do bring more peace to your day in and day out, but that is something oddly that's so easy to gloss over celebrating. (laughs) It's, It's actually kind of hard. It can be hard to do on your own because you're at peace, you're clear, so you're just working and you're not really it might be harder to really see, you know, what you've created. And that's why community is a crucial ingredient because it's your community that can remind you that things are working and they're working well because you uphold your boundaries and support you in doing so. So 
Three steps. Understand what boundaries actually are. Build three-dimensional boundaries and build boundaries in community. Boundaries are not optional, (laughs) y'all. Not if you want a career on your own terms. You can create and enforce effective boundaries that pay off with peace, productivity, and honestly, baffling joy in your work. Just like anything else you've ever put your mind to, though, you have to decide that you really want it, and then you have to take action. You have to move that thought into action. And I'm just here to remind you that you are so, 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 so worth it. Y'all got this. All right. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. This was helpful to you. If you're creating some amazing new boundaries you want to share, you want to claim a new boundary. If there's something that hit you in a way that helps you see a little bit better why your boundaries might have failed in the past, which is not a self-judgment, but just an awareness so you know how to move forward, come and find me. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Kemi Dole, K-E-M-I-D-O-L-L. Shoot me an email anytime by replying to one of my newsletters. I'd love to hear from y'all. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you. And I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.